Shut up and sit down. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Hey, I'm not a Jedi. I can't levitate. You gotta go faster, faster. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? But they are who we thought they were. But we let them on the hook. Let's go now. You fire the first shot. Let's go, man. <laughs> All right, Christmas trees on the front porch. It is time to move on from Christmas. I uh, hope y'all had a great week last week. Um, we took the week off just with the families and stuff and everybody in town and Christmas. Define off. Off well, of the yeah, show. Well, yeah, off the show. Um, but very, very much not off, though. Yeah, I'm still tired. Um, yeah, I, went, I was in bed at eight forty-five last night, and the wife's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I've got to go. Yeah, I have I, to lay down." I went to work today to get a break. Straight up. But um, but yeah, so we're back. Um, we did watch a lot of football, though. Oh yeah. Uh, last time we talked to you, um, Cowboys was rolling. They lost to the Jaguars, so that roll train stopped. Um, a lot's happened in the last week and a half. Um, uh, I do got. Some stuff we'll talk about, but we're going to jump right into some college, man, because it's here now. Um, the bowl season is, I mean, way underway. Obviously, games every single day this week. I was just talking before we got on. Duke, you know, is playing UCF today. Uh, we got some other games today. Kansas, Arkansas, I think it's going to be a really good game um, to watch. Uh, Oregon, North Carolina, Texas Tech, Ole Miss. Um, you know, heading into to tomorrow, you got Syracuse, Minnesota, Oklahoma, Florida State. Texas Washington, I think, could be a good game. Both. Yeah, I'm really looking at that one too because they need to have some some sort of momentum. I'm mean, eight and four in in their conference, really never in contention for winning the Big Twelve. And you know, Sarkeesian was there to turn this thing into a juggernaut. And so right now, the wheels aren't really moving very very fast. Yeah, yeah, they got Texas right now as a three point favorite um, against ten two Washington. It's the first matchup of ranked opponents. Yeah. Um. So obviously looking looking forward to that one. Uh you got Maryland NC State is uh Friday, um Pitt UCLA and then our next um next one's going to be Notre Dame South Carolina. Yeah, that'll be a good one. Both 8 and 4. Both had I mean great closes to the season. Good like good stretches. Really really solid stretches. Both had disappointing losses, but I mean good wins too for each each a- of them. Absolutely. Um and then obviously, man, the, the the Mac Daddy to start off would be uh, Friday night. You would love to see Hooker there, but it's Tennessee Clemson. Yeah, I just don't. It, it lost so much appeal for me. Yeah, yeah. I love that they were like, "Hey, this is gonna be the Orange Bowl." I mean, all I'm, orange. I love it. It is all orange. Uh, but it does lose a lot of appeal for me. I, I feel like if he was there, it would be a lot more entertaining. But to be honest, I'm I'm gonna be real. They they might have smacked Clemson if he was there, and they were a full go. They were a good team. No. I mean, you got uh Yugula Lele. He uh he went to um Oregon State. Uh so he's going. No hooker for Tennessee. So yeah, it, it is a, a letdown of a game, but that pushes us into Saturday and this is the the day that every college fan looks forward to. New Year's Eve. Um the New Year's Six Bowls, if you will, the yeah. big the big daddies, and um, I hate the time. I say it every year, every week of every year. You I work Saturday, don't you? 
I sure do. Yep. I can't stand college football for Why? the times. Wow, what's wrong with it? There ain't nothing appealing to me about watching football at 11 a.m. Oh, uh, which one? Alabama, Kansas State, baby. Oh, okay. 11 a.m. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that one. I mean, come on now. I know. What disrespect? I Al- Alabama get to 11 a.m. slot? Put the Big Ten there. But, yeah, so 11 a.m. kicks it off Saturday morning. Alabama, K-State, that should be a great game. Um, like we talked about, uh, Bryce Young is playing. Will Anderson's playing. Um, as far as I know, everybody who's everybody is going to be playing for this game. Uh, so I'm super, super excited about yeah. that one. Uh, speaking of Alabama, you know, they had a phenomenal um, – Recruiting class per use. Uh, I think it put them at number one, correct? Yep, I, yep. I don't want to misspeak there. Yep. Uh, so hopefully um, they're rebuilding. Uh, they're, they're ready to roll. And you know it's weird too, uh, speaking of Bama, they <laughs> I don't know where they get these reports or how people know, but they were talking about Milrow's been running routes as a receiver this week. So I don't know if that's an indication that he may move spots because you have guys do that, whether they go defense or offense. You know, we talked about – you know, a show favorite of ours uh, that did that. But I don't know. You know, they got a lot of talent. And, you know, it's really hard to keep, you know, four- and five-star guys if they're not immediately productive. Like, they have to be bought into that vision. And so I don't know if he'll, if he'll transition to that or if it's uh, just a hybrid thing. I'm not sure. Um, and then also speaking of Alabama, uh, they were the first team to hit the 70 mark. Yeah. I'm sure you saw that. They had 70 active players in the NFL. Um, so, um, quick math, 32 teams at 53. I mean, you're looking at uh, 170 players, 175 players, roughly. Am I right on that? So, we're right there. 53 times 32, you're roughly around 175 players. Uh, yeah, your, your math ain't jiving with buddy, my brain. Buddy, I just went – just dumb right there. You went Jay County. I, I, I'm sorry, I did. You hey, so, he does deal with numbers. So you just had too many numbers in your head today. I, I did. Uh, um, I'm sorry. So we're looking at it's it's 16, an average of 1700 players. Yeah, it's an average of a little over two players per team. Yes, in the NFL, yes. strictly from Alabama. I don't know where about it's unbelievable. My math was way off. But we're looking at like 53 man rosters, and yep. so you're you're two point something players. The thousands per team. of colleges. In the United States and form, you get foreign players now. Yeah. Uh, the fact they got seventy out of you know fifteen to seventeen hundred active players, pretty sweet. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, so Alabama K State to to kick off our Saturday morning, and then we will have the game. Uh, probably Is this the one you're looking forward to the most? Oh God, yeah. I mean, is it just because of one team or both oh, just because of one team? Yeah. Well, well, no, no, I'll I'll, I'll I'll pull back. I'll pull back. It is because of one team, but I think it will be the best game, including the championship. Yeah. Just, I'm just being honest. I think TCU is the – they are the Cincinnati, but they're actually very capable of winning, yeah. in my opinion. Probably. Um, they're, they're, they're the underdog. They're, they haven't really been here. Pretty large underdog. Yep. Haven't been here, but they're nasty. Yeah. I mean, there ain't no quit. That team. But here's my problem. Do you think if they could beat Michigan, so three and two, you think if they beat Michigan, you think they can beat a Georgia if Georgia wins? They, they can't beat Georgia. Okay. So we're both in agreement that it's going to have to be – It'll be a one and done. It'll have to be Michigan if it's not Georgia. Like, do think, you give any hope to Ohio State? I don't think any team beats Georgia. Yeah. So you think they're the champs? Yeah. The only team that was going to beat Georgia is gone. 
I think that I think Michigan can do it depending on how they look in this game. It is a decently quick turnaround. You get a week after this, but yeah. I just think they play a hard-nosed style of football that does match up well with Georgia. And so I'm like, oh, they did really well last year, and they're a little better this year. I think they could possibly two, do it. Two teams could have beat Georgia, and that's Alabama if they had a chance. I think they could have beat them. Alabama's talent's not there, but yeah. it's Alabama. It's, it's it's Nick Saban versus Kirby. It's almost like anything goes. Yeah. I mean, because you look at last year, I don't think anybody thought I, I, betters were Georgia's going to beat Alabama. Alabama smoked them in the SC championship. Um, and then Tennessee neutral site. Yeah. With Hooker, Tennessee neutral site, I would have picked Tennessee. I agree with both of those. Um, so, yeah, that leads to the next game. High State, Georgia will come on uh, at 7 p.m. So we got TCU Michigan at three, and then at seven we got the Ohio State Georgia. Um, so Michigan's a seven and a half point favorite, and then Georgia's a six and a half point favorite. So pretty much, I mean, they very even game as far as like what they think is going to happen. Yeah. Um, and and be honest with you, seven and a half points ain't really that big in college. We we all talk about that all the time. Yeah. Um, it, they are a little more liberal in their spreads than they are in the NFL. Absolutely, because I mean, a seven and a half NFL is like you know, they're they're, they're saying. That's like the Colts go into the Bills or something, you know. That Dallas is a ten point favorite on the road to Tennessee this week, and that's are they really? A, yeah, and that's like, Ooh. oh wow, like unbelievable spread. I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm really surprised. Um, you do got Mississippi, uh, Mississippi State, Illinois, LSU, Purdue, um, which could be a good game. Uh, the Tulane USC game. Uh, obviously a lot going on there. Um, yeah, eleven and two Tulane man. They have yep. had a year, and it's always that one team or two that you know coastal from last year that just has a. Yep. Crazy good runs, so. and they're giving respect. USC's only a two point favorite. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, and then honestly, this game I think is going to be really good. Penn State, Utah. Yeah, I think that's going to be a old slobber knocker. Hmm. Um, Utah, two and a half point favorite there. Uh, so some big college games to look forward to. What's your What's your feelings? Yeah, no, I mean it's it's a little bittersweet. You know, Bama's not in it, but I'm I'm gonna watch because all all of our guys are playing, and they're like, hey, we're here to finish what we started. And Will Anderson made a good point. He's like. I'm not going to get scared about the last game of the season. He's like, first I have, you know, faith I'm not going to get hurt, you know, or that there's a better plan. He's, you know, believes in, you know, God and all those things. So he mentioned that, you know, I've been put here to play football. I've been given that ability. I believe in his plan and timing, whatever that looks like. But beyond that, he said, I've played for three-plus years here. Why would I just sit out the last game? That makes good sense. I mean, the percentage of – now, it could happen. Obviously, we know with Jalen Smith, you know, he had a freak thing happen in a bowl game. But he would also say that was part of God's plan, too, in that moment because he, he has, you know, gone on record about talking about that. His, uh, you know, a lot of what his off-the-field motivations have been has come from that injury. So, But I, I thought it was pretty cool that they were like, yep, we're here to finish it and see what happens. And it's going to be a good game. I mean, yeah. Kansas State's been a hard one to put away. Played a lot of teams really, really hard this year. So, Yeah, I agree. They're, they're, they're the, I mean – Explosive. Uh, that's that's the word I would describe them. You see them. I mean, they'll put up 20, 28 points in a quarter without even blinking. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, so it's a good test for Alabama. It'd be it, it would go down as a good win on the year. Uh, so yeah, we're looking forward to that. Um, and then that would obviously a week later we'd have the national championship. But that kind of wraps up college football. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's kind of lean. Yeah, I mean, it's a lull and then it's a sprint and then it's a layoff for quite a while and you enter a long dark night and then. The, you know the focus will change all the off seasons are Playoffs converging coming. so um but yeah that jumps into some NFL man um obviously like like I said you know uh, we're not going to hash 
except for Dallas losing the Jaguars, who have been rolling, and that's yeah. my first point. They are still rolling. Um, they beat the Jets nineteen to three. Um, some some big surprises this weekend. Panthers. So you know, you text me. It was all over. You know, every news station last week, every sports cast, whatever it was, every you know podcast. You know, people don't want to see lines in playoffs. People don't want lines coming in the playoffs. I'd have put money on that. Hundred percent. I mean, you said it multiple times. Everybody was, and then they get. I mean, wrecked yeah. by the Panthers. Yeah. Um, who have been a weird team, man. It's like you've gutted the team nearly, and you look great one week, and then you look terrible another week. This is one of those great weeks, man. They ran for like 300 yards. They can't um, string together wins, but no. they just have those weird performances. Um, big loss. They lost J.C. Horn. Uh, he's out for yeah. the season, so they immediately signed Josh Norman back. Obviously very familiar with the franchise. So Yeah, and we'll talk about another guy that's real familiar with the franchise, too. Mm, uh, a little I bit. I don't know if you. I think you're talking about. I think you're talking about. But uh, you you know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, Seattle loses again, man. They just been stringing together L's. It's yeah. the Chiefs. It is what it is. But they've been stringing them together. Um, Bengals. I, I got Bengals bounce the Pats, man. Uh, another weird game for the Pats with some weird plays that happened and uh for them they were down twenty two nothing. Yeah. They come fighting back. Uh, it's another one of those teams, man. Phenomenal defense. Just phenomenal defense, and the offense just cannot get together. And I mean, all right, I mean, you can't blame them to a degree. It's like who, who's Mac Jones throwing to? Yeah, tight ends, and you know, it's it's basically like a Georgia offense. I my, mean, it's my not man, my man got like four number three receivers. Yeah, he ain't got one guy on the field that can do anything. No, nope. uh, special. Um, but they'll tell you, you know, that's what Tom Brady won with most of his career, and I agree, but. Yeah, you know, Mike Jones in this day and age right now is not Tom Brady in his prime either. So, well, I mean, and you know, Gronkowski, Julian Edelman, I mean, those guys made plays. Like players on on Pats ain't even making plays. Right. Um, Vikings outlast. Uh, I put Vikings outlast again mm-hmm. <laughs> against the Giants. You've seen their record um, in one score games? Twelve and zero. Uh, one score game. Almost every single one of their game is a one score game. The and only so games, is the Giants. That but they've lost three. No, They're yeah, like yeah, eight yeah. and three or yeah, something. Yeah. Um, the only person or the only team games that wasn't one score games, I think, uh, is like their losses and like one win. Um, but uh, which is good for them because you know it just shows that in a close tight game they know how to win because in the playoffs you're probably gonna have those style games. But it's like. Eventually, you're going to lose one of those games if you can't, you know, quit coming from behind or, you know, get out in front of a team and stay that way. Yeah. So, I don't really respect the Vikings, and I could, you know, eat those words. I mean, I will, but I don't think many teams are like, oh, my gosh, it's the Vikings. Now, oh, my gosh, Justin Jefferson, yeah, but there's plenty of teams with a great player uh, who are beatable. And so, yeah. Um, I got, uh, you know, the Bills. Um, the Bills get it done against the Bears. They struggled for, like, like two and a half quarters, yeah. and then kind of turned it on late. Um, Texans beat the Titans. They need to quit winning. They're going to they're gonna mess around. And I know, right? Um, Titans, I mean, literally were seven and one, six and one, something like that. Six and they've lost like six in a row, or they're one and six in the last seven games. Well, around week six or seven, maybe even five, probably about six. We we had a segment on here where we talked about who who's not in the division lead that could come back and get that division lead, and they were one of them who we felt wouldn't lose the division lead. And I said I thought the Colts might, 
But now it is the Jags and the Titans, man, which it makes sense. If you look at their preseason roster, you don't expect them to be that good. That's the thing is they actually were doing better than we you know, predicted yes. them to. This is, yeah. But this is the team yeah. um, that we thought we'd see. Like completely offensive struggles. Yep. You know, very light in areas that are impactful, especially in secondary. So uh, you're probably going to continue to see this. This is honestly what a lot of people probably expected to see. Um, 49ers, I just put work Washington. Uh, it was very even. Um, for the first half, uh, Washington answered back a couple times. I felt good about the game, and then Taylor Hockey just fell apart. Yeah, now he's um, benched for Wentz. Now he's benched for Carson Wentz. I mean, which poor. I hate to see because me and you've both been, you know, supporters of Heineke and thought he had just the edge to him that was. That team is better with him. Yeah, I will still say that. I don't care what anybody says. Carson Wentz could come in and win two games. Yeah, he may. And you see that from yeah. time to time where a guy comes in, you know, zappy with Pats. I mean, he ain't yeah. touched the field. So yeah. you see it where a guy comes in, has just a little spark, or yeah. guys just have optimism and motivation. So, But I don't expect – I don't really expect that to change much. But the problem is now you've got, you know, Giants and Washington hold on to the last two wild cards there. And yep. somebody is going to want to jump in there, whether it be the Lions, whether it be the Packers who are winning now. So Yeah, I got it all. Yeah. Um. Obviously, probably the biggest news last week, uh, leading into this Saturday night, was the um, uh, anniversary of the immaculate reception. Yeah. Uh, Franco Harris, as a as a rookie, gets drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have been awful for several years. Uh, they're in the playoffs, and um, with seconds left on the clock. You know, Bradshaw throws the pass across the middle. Guy gets destroyed. Ball bounces back towards the line of scrimmage. Franco grabs it off the, you know, clippings of the grass and takes it to the house. And then the rest is history. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. He He's, like, top five all time. He's an animal. Awesome guy. So, they got everything planned. The, you know, remainder, you know, living uh, people that was, you know, on the teams coming. They're going to celebrate and et cetera, et cetera. And, retiring his jersey and just all this kind of stuff and then he passed away yeah. uh, at 71 um tuesday uh so he passed away it was an awesome day a bunch of tributes a bunch of cool stuff uh bradshaw did like a um a uh rendering of um a night before christmas using all like stuff about franco and the team and stuff it was really cool yeah i did see part of that uh but yeah so steelers get to get the win done um and it was really cool because uh, there is a big fourth down in the game, and they got you know Pickett mic'd up, and he's at the line calling. He calls an audible, and he, he he's you know he yells Franco, Franco, and they get the fourth down conversion that kind of led to the game win. Yeah, um, that's pretty cool. So it was super super cool. All the players showed up in uh, Harris jerseys. Um, so really cool night for a Steelers fan. Uh, a big one is I put Packers break to it, and uh, I, I mean that literally. <clears throat> I don't. No, the last time I seen a meltdown like this. Yeah, he was like Humpty Dumpty. Uh, he had some fissures and cracks, and it just was super evident. He's had a rough few weeks, and yeah, I, I mean, I I watched the entire second half of this game, and it was weird. You know, it's back and forth a little bit, not super high scoring. Final score twenty six twenty, but um, you know, they got the ball. You know, they can go down, kick a field goal, take the lead, score, take the lead, whatever, and he throws an interception. Defense comes on the field, and, and I'm bad interception. Yeah. And then defense comes on the field, holds. You know, Packers kick a field goal, and then, you know, here comes Dolphins. Like, two plays in, interception. 
bad interceptions. Yeah. Just complete misreads. Yeah. And defense comes on, holds, 26-20. So they get the ball with like a minute and 50 left, and then go down the field, score a touchdown, you win the game. Two plays in, throws a bad interception. And it's like, what am I seeing right now? Like, I don't, I can't fathom what I'm seeing. Um, And then, obviously, two days later it breaks, or a day later it breaks, he's in concussion protocol. And so, like, I don't know what's going on there. I don't know what's going on with Tua. Another investigation, I know, over their handling of that, which would be their second. And I think it's probably safe to say he has – at least three concussions this year, because uh, the 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 one in that uh, the one game he had to have had one. First game he had one, and then he had a, I would say just a. It's a pretty severe neurological yeah injury uh, yeah uh, episode rendering I keep using that word stemming <laughs> stemming from yeah. uh the first concussion a week prior yeah. that elevated the symptoms and. Um, seriousness of it. Yeah. So then he's sitting, and he comes back, and then, so now you're like, okay, did he have a concussion in the game, really? And like, was he just very good at not showing any symptoms whatsoever? And then, but he just couldn't see the fa- like, what, what, what's going on here? Like, I need to know, is it stemming from the original neurology, like, like neuro symptoms from the you know original concussion? Has he been struggling all year? Like, you guys are in the classroom with him. Like, is he not? A- I mean, yeah. Because literally these interceptions were like, oh, uh, these ones. Uh, the one to the linebacker, it was a it was a perfect play by the linebacker, but the other two were just pure. Yep. I'm not seeing the field at all. Yep. And his body language was so weird. It was like very defeated. He, yeah, just walked off the field. Yeah, looked down, unsnapped his helmet, walked off. Like there was no urgency. No, it's like he was trying to get out of there. No, my yeah, it, that's a good way to put my, it. My, Mike said to me, he said, uh, he said it's like he's trying to throw the games, but he's not good at it. I'm like, I said that. That's a good point. You said it too. I said that. Too. Oh, okay, Mike said too. I'm like, that's a good point. Is he just really bad at throwing games? Yeah. I miss what it felt like. I mean, because um, they were that bad. But Packers are right in the mix yeah. uh, for a playoff spot. They need help. But yeah, and you were talking too, and I was like, oh yeah, it'd be cool. You're like, oh, what if they go, you know, take down the 49ers in round one? I'm like, that would be cool. They got smacked around a little bit last year as the home field advantage team by this team, who's better now than they were last year. So. I'm not going to put much stock into no, that. No, 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 no. But if I was going to pick one team to have a chance. But in this moment, you know, I'd like to ask who you feel more impressed by in the NFC. Are you done with the NFC rundown? Probably not. I can go quick. We got uh, the, the Rams was a weird one. Very um, the, weird. The Ram, I put the Rams, but the Broncos out to greener pasture. Well, and now Nathaniel Hackett's looking for greener yeah, pasture. T- 51-14 and one of the weirdest games I've seen all year. It's one Cam of the Makers weirdest. has three touchdowns, running mm-hmm. like a champ. Uh, Rams defense Who was almost off the team three times, and then it's like here's Baker Mayfield. It's like you know what it's really really like. It's it's pretty much like playing a dynasty Madden you know a league with guys, and within three years your teams are completely mixed up, and that's what you have. You have a weird roster, but it is also super weird for the Broncos. It's got to be one of the strangest roller coaster. Like we were. All so hyped for what Denver was doing. They were among Super Bowl favorites. Um, everybody's like, oh, you know, Russell's going to be an MVP candidate. It could not be further from the truth. And now you have very little future capital like the Rams, except the Rams have something to show for it. So 
I I am in complete bewilderment of what's going on right now, and I don't know if it's going to get fixed because this isn't a two year deal. I mean, he's tied to that wagon for at least three, four you, more seasons. You, you look at Broncos, Broncos fans. You're like, I feel bad for you. Hundred percent. They didn't deserve this. Those fans don't deserve this. Chiefs aren't going to get really any worse. Chargers aren't going to get any worse. It's like Yamas is hurt. Raiders, they're just as bad almost. But it's like I feel bad for like I feel bad. So interesting is Hackett gets the boot from Denver, which we're not surprised with because their offense is what last in the league and he's an offensive guy. So that'll do it. Defense is really good. So there's there's some hope there, optimism, but you gotta get the right guy. That's in what's there. sad is how good the defense is. But look across and we haven't really got there yet, but you know, Raiders are looking to ship, potentially ship Derek Carr, but they don't give McDaniel the boot. And I feel like he is probably just as much to blame, too. So I wonder if he is going to be released after the season or if they're like, yeah, it's Derek Carr. I don't know, man. It just seems weird to me. I will say with the Raiders, though, at least they're like, okay, we've had Derek Carr for a long time. Yeah, We haven't had Josh McDaniels for a long time. Maybe we need to give this man a chance to build his own team. Because he's coming here with Derek Carr, you know it's like maybe that ain't your guy. I don't know. Um, and I really feel bad for Devontae. I mean, oh you yeah. leave a one of your best friends and Aaron Rodgers to go with one of your best friends and Derek Carr, and now it's like now you're going to get a who knows. Because I mean, we both know that Stidham's not going to be the answer. So, um, and that's another team that's traded some capital and done some things too. So, oh it's, yeah, it's a weird deal. Yeah, both those teams are in trouble. Uh, real quick, I, I put just put Bucks do it again, man. Um, go to overtime, come back down sixteen three or whatever it was. Um, come I know back. it was at least sixteen six. Yeah. I know. Tied up, um, stop them in the beginning of overtime. Go down the field, kick a field goal, win against the Cards nineteen sixteen. Uh, Chargers beat the Colts twenty three. Really ugly game to be honest. Uh, and then hmm, Cowboys revenge the loss against the avenge the loss. Yeah, avenge the. But loss. we get revenge. We get in revenge an avenging by avenging an avenging yeah, win. Yeah, that's how you say it. Sorry, but they did avenge and get revenge against the Dirty Birds from Philly. Yeah. Um, forty thirty four. We'll talk about that a little more. But uh, it's almost a win win for both. And I felt like it was going to be a lose lose for Dallas. I felt like if you lose to them with their backup, we suck. If we, I'm not here talking trash at all. Like, no, no, like no. I think they should feel the same way we felt game one. Yeah. I, I, left it, I left that game against Philly and go, dude, I feel good about this. Yeah. And they do, too. I mean, yeah. they put up a lot of points on our defense, and yep. it's not looking good. And that's like, now the offense is doing its thing. Why can't we just have both sides of the ball? I Why agree. can't we do that? I agree. Um, I did put some notable injuries here. Uh, like the, like uh, I was talking a little earlier, the Bengals, you know, they beat the patch, but they lose their right tackle, L. Collins. He's out for the year. Towards ACL, MCL, and their offensive line's already bad. Yeah. It's just Burrow and the receivers are so good. Um, Bucks. In twenty within twenty one days could get back uh Ryan Jensen, the center, but they lost another offensive lineman for the year, Wells. Um, Philly, uh obviously they could be in, without Hurts for another week. They lost Lane Johnson to an uh abdominal tear. He's foregoing surgery, gonna try to rehab for two or three weeks. I don't see how a human being in a physical position and as such is gonna be even close to 100% with a tear in your abdomen. 
Yeah, two or three weeks, that's not healing. It's going to be more of just a management yes. load. Yes. I mean, l- literally, you, you're using your abdomen and your legs for huge. everything. Yeah. So th- that that's a bad hit for them. Um, uh, Packers could be without Watson this week with a hip injury. And then you go ahead with your NFC question. I got some playoffs. Yeah, stuff. I was really just kind of interested. Like, who would you say in this moment are you most impressed with the NFC? So, um, I would say of the three, it would have to be Philly, Dallas, 49ers in that mix. Um, you could, I mean, you could make an argument for Vikings, but, you know, they're winning no, a lot mine, of close games. Yeah, mine's 49ers all day. Yeah. So they to me are like, they're almost scary because there has been zero drop off. I mean, honestly, they probably got a slight bit better without Trey Lance, which I would love to see where he would have been at this point in the season. But obviously, you get Jimmy G and he does his thing. And he's not a super high ceiling, but he's really low floor or really high floor. But now it's like Brock Purdy's doing his thing. Yeah. 3 0. He's 3 0. And, um, I mean, they trust him, obviously, with offense. I mean, they've got Kittle rolling. You know, they're showing they don't have to be a one trick pony with Christian McCaffrey. So, you know, and I, I look at their schedule since Purdy came in. Uh, so he, I'm trying to think when he was it the Saints game that he started. He's three and zero as a starter, but he played most of the one game, I think. Yeah, so he came he came in against the Dolphins. Um, so he played Dolphins thirty three seventeen. Like we said, Dolphins been down, so I'm just, and he didn't start that one. So that out. Let's look at his starts. Three starts, right? They destroy the Bucks. <clears throat> 35 to 7. And again, like I said, I watched a bunch of that game. Wide open dudes. And then they play Seattle, and they were in control of that game. It ended up being 21 13. So, I mean, pretty much kind of divisional game. They controlled it, yeah, though. Yeah. And then Commanders, I watched a little bit, especially the highlights of that game. Again, I can't scream more scheme, 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 yeah. scheme, scheme. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> because Which is the scary part. No, no, no. Because. I'm watching the Washington highlights, and it's like every, just like I said against Seattle, just like I said against the Bucks, every big play, and there's quite a few, dudes are just wide open. Debo's not playing. No. You ain't going to tell me you're scared of Brandon Ayuk. So you got McCaffrey and Kittle and a dude named McLeod. And here's Kittle, wide open, 30 yards downfield. I'm like, I'm okay if McLeod is 40 yards downfield on a go route that you just lost him. How is Kittle 30 yards downfield wide open? Another play, 30 yards downfield wide open, then he runs across like he always does, ends up making like a 50-yard touchdown. It's like, I'm so confused on what's going on here. Well, he hasn't done it all year. I know. It's like, if you watch It's film, the last like three games. If you've watched filming him all year, that's not been in, in their yeah. recipe. Yeah. But to me, it's more scary because <clears> – <throat> A scheme is repetitive. You can repeat that success, and clearly they know what they're doing. Absolutely, there. Shanahan's got it going. And if it comes down to skill or just going out there balling, it's per- you see. Yeah. Eventually, you know, you'll run up against per- a team per- where you can't pull enough out. Purdy has made mistakes. Yeah, he saw so, a few a few picks. So the thing is, is you got to match the scheme. If you can match the scheme, they're very beatable. What hasn't changed and probably won't change unless injuries. Defense legit. Yeah, they're good. Um, you know, and Dallas showed this week, you know, they can score points. Yeah. You know, they didn't kick field goals. They kicked them. But they, they scored touchdowns um, against the number one – in passing, against the number one pass defense in the league. Um, 
So I feel okay with our offense versus their defense. What scares me is having to match what they might put up on the board. Yeah. I I would say I think our offense can get scores on them enough to win a ball game, but how much can our defense stop them? Yeah. That's what scares me. Because uh, Shanahan's one of those dudes. He is a scheming yeah. fool. He is a genius offensively. Um, so I would say 49ers all day. And then, you know, speaking of playoffs and stuff, when obviously we would probably see them. Uh, so I, I got the, you know, some some news real quick. We talked about Broncos firing Hackett. J.J. Watt, you know, did tweet yeah. um, that he's probably going to be done after the season. I could easily see him coming back somewhere. Um, I just feel like his mentality is that way. I think he don't want to be in the car with Cardinals no more, and he wants to take a little second to think. So it's like, let me retire. I could see him maybe come back. Could be wrong on that. But uh, a playoff pitcher. So I got the AFC here. So clinched is Bills, Chiefs, Bengals, uh, Ravens, and Chargers. So five or six, right? No, five. Five of the seven are clinched, done. The most likely fifth and sixth seed, and then the three divisions. So the Jags, I say the Jags and the South is clinched too because no matter what happens this week, the winner of the Jags-Titans game week 18 is the NFC South champion. Um, so you look at the teams like on the outside looking in, you got what if uh, they tie? Did you look into that? It's a good one because I got into that rabbit hole the other day. Somebody made that comment, and so I started looking. And I, in this moment, the I'm trying to think, can't remember who won. I think the Jags beat on the first time, maybe, or it's the other way around. Jags beat them just. Uh, two weeks ago. Okay. Bad. Um, I can tell you. I mean, it's not a big deal. It's a huge deal. So let's say Jags win. Let's say Jags wins, Titans lose, because they will. They play us, and then they tie. So most likely, because Jags got Chicago, Titans got us. So if they if Titans lose, Jags win, and they tie, Jags are in. Let's say for whatever reason the Jags lose as well against the Texans. Jags are still in. Okay. So Titans have to win Week 18 have to, win. Uh, to make it. Um, but that puts us at the teams on the outside looking in. You got Dolphins right now in that seventh spot. Six, fifth and sixth spots is Ravens, Chargers. Uh, there are some clinching scenarios for the NFC, AFC North with the Ravens, Bengals. Um, those are the two fighting for that, you know, home home game on Wild Card Weekend. But those are locked. Seven season one is not locked. You got Dolphins right now in that slot, eight and seven. They got a tough schedule um, to to end the season. I mean, could be without Tua this week. I think they're they're. I think announced today, one hundred percent without Tua. Yeah. I think it's Teddy. Um, and it then, is him actually. Yep. Yeah, and this week they're at the Pats. So I mean, mm-hmm. defensively, you know. Pats are probably going to eat. Um, and then last week of the season, they are uh, they play the Jets at home. So they're home versus the Jets. So two divisional games. You don't like that. Um, and then you're looking at the Pats, Jets, and Steelers all sitting at 7-8 behind them. So like I said, the Pats have the Dolphins this week. And then the last week of the season, um, the Pats play at the Bills. So Pats don't have a good route either. Uh Jets week seventeen this week have at Seattle, so not an easy game. No. And then they got Dolphins week eighteen. 
So that takes me to the old Steelers. And Mike Thomas said it. This is exactly where he loves to be. So they got a big game this week at Baltimore. Huge. That is big. Winnable. Very winnable. And then week 18, they're home versus the Browns. Very winnable. So Steelers might sneak into the playoffs. What would their record be? Uh, Let's say they lose and win one. They would be 8-9. Under 500. Um, But uh, then you look at NFC, Eagles locked up playoffs, Vikings locked up playoffs, 49ers locked up playoffs, Cowboys locked up playoffs. So um, that leaves the NFC South open. And I, it's it's between the Bucks, Panthers, Saints. Uh, we've kind of talked about that. Bucks or Saints, Panthers, Bucks play this weekend. If Bucks win, they they get to um, South. Panthers win, they got to win Week 18. Uh, so they got to win out. Panthers win out, they get it. Um, and then the six, the obviously the NFC's got the six and seven spots open. Um, so right now it's sitting at Giants and Commanders. Giants are eight six and one. Commanders are seven seven one. And then Seattle Lions Packers are all seven and eight. Um, you know, like I said, Seattle Seattle plays uh, Jets this week, um, and then Week eighteen, Seattle's playing the Rams. Uh, so winnable games. Um, Lions got tough row. They got at Packers Week eighteen, and then this week they got home versus the Bears. So I think they definitely win this week. But then that Packers game is going to be huge for them. And then and the Packers have uh, Packers Vikings, got Vikings lines. lines. They got a tough road too. Yeah. Um, so I could I could see um, Giants and Washington staying put. Washington's got Cleveland this week, and then they got Dallas. Dallas might be resting people. Uh, not sure about that. Giants got Colts this week, and the Eagles the last week. So I mean, Colts. I think Giants. If Giants win this week, they lock up a playoff spot, whether it's six or seven. Okay. Um, Washington needs to win and needs all three of those other teams to lose to lock it. Oh, okay. Um, so they can lock it too. They can lock it wow. too. Wow. Lock it. Lock it up. Um, so, like I said, the game's focused on this week. You know, kind of mentioned a little bit. Bears at Lions, Panthers, Bucks, Vikings, Packers. I mean, it's a pretty big week. Jack Seattle, uh, Dolphins, Pats, Colts, Giants, Steelers, Ravens, uh, Bills, Bengals. Bills, Bengals, Monday night, baby. That's a big game. Finally. Big game. And These primetime games have been garbage. Yeah. And then Saints, Eagles. Uh, those are the big ones to watch this week. Saints or Eagles could lock up number one seed. Um, so if if Dallas wins out and Eagles lose out and Niners lose one game, Dallas would jump to the one spot. If Eagles lose out, Dallas wins out, and Niners don't lose, we jump to the two spot. And you know what's going to happen? Eagles going to lose out. We're going to win out. Niners are going to go to the one. We're going to go to the two and play the seven. And the seven will be the Packers. Hmm. <laughs> and my life will be over. Uh, I think Eagles get it done this week. Uh, they beat a really bad Saints team. And then they can rest. A no, 100%. Bit. I mean, it, yeah, do they have they have home field advantage if they win this week. Yep. Yeah. They can clinch up the one seed this week. Because that would essentially give them two bye weeks. I mean, you don't have to really play much next week. And then you have the first round bye. Yep. And that would give us one, one week to rest. Yeah. But what else you got? You got anything good? You got any knowledge? Well, you know, I did see a tidbit and uh, kind of groundbreaking, but supposedly Terrell Owens has been looked at according to his agent. I got to think that's garbage, right? 
I read all of it today. He has contacted teams. Well, of course. No one has looked at him. Right. The agent himself has been contacting because he wants to come back. Right. That's about what I've put it I to. don't think Jerry is that crazy. Not after he, we he, just pretty he, much told OBJ no. He's crazy, but I don't think he's that crazy. No. I mean, I don't see... I don't see a version of history in this universe or a parallel universe where Terrell Owens is on a field and a professional NFL level again. I say go to Green Bay. I don't. Rogers needs it. It's weird. I'm just tired of being in the news for dumb stuff. Dumb stuff. And it's Jerry. Well, it's not even dumb stuff because Odell ain't dumb, but I'm just tired of being in the news. Like, would you walk up to Jerry Jones right now and call him Jerry because you're tired of seeing his stuff, or would you still call him Mr. Jones? Nah, Jerry. Because Jerry being a Jerry. Jerry. Here's the thing, though. We've been goofy. This ain't Jerry's fault. This is being a Cowboys fan's fault. Yeah. Because his his agent clearly says, we've contacted teams, but what are you going to see? T.O. possibly go back to Dallas? Like, you're going to see that. Here's my thing. He's, what, 48? 49. He would be the oldest. The last person to do it was a quarterback kicker. Uh, I had his name earlier, but he was 48. Okay, beyond that, though, what, what's been the longest layover ever in a career to oh, go back? I have no idea. He would smash that. I, I would did. think. I mean, he hasn't played NFL win. Uh, Has to be six-plus years. I think it's way more than that. Like NFL? Yeah. I think it's way more. Yeah, it probably is. Um, now, I will say he is in phenomenal shape. No, he's just an animal. Um, so, over six, so seven-ish. So, what was my guess? Ten. 2012, <laughs> Seattle Seahawks. How does he, that make the news? He was San Francisco 49ers, 95-03, and then he was Eagles 04 and 05, and then he was with Dallas 06 through 08. Bills in 2009, Bengals in 2010, the Allen Wranglers in 2012 was on Seattle Seahawks practice squad in 2012, and then the FCF Zappers, and then the Knights of Deegan in yeah. 2022 to now. Old news, not uh, happening. If you play for the Knights of Deegan, I might give you a little, little spin. Not happening. But no, that's what we got. It's kind of a light week. Um, just honestly, it's a light week. We're in a holding wise. pattern. We yeah. just don't know what. But the guys, a lot of football. A lot will be determined next week, and then even more the last week. Fear the frogs, baby. Fear the frogs. Mm. I don't know, man. I don't Texas think they can do Christian, it. baby. I don't think they can do it. I'm excited. Uh, Dallas tomorrow night gets Titans. They breaking out the all whites. There's a rumor. Are you are you going to see it in person? Is there a rumor going around? So. I was blessed to have the opportunity to go be in the suite of the old name of the Nissan Stadium's suite. I don't know what that means. So LP Vinyl yeah, yeah. used to be the main sponsor of the field and the gotcha. name of the field, LP Field. I know that. Nissan took it over. So they have a suite dedicated to them? So they have a suite. And we are going to be in that suite. Uh, company gifted tickets for us. Put our name on the list. Once in a lifetime opportunity. Be cool. If they win. I, that's what we're at. So if they lose, you're not going to enjoy it. Dallas Cowboys gut feeling today. The closest score 
I'm not exaggerating the closest score that because the, there's like six guys that they it's always it's the staff the staff predictors and stuff it's like you know the guys that write about it every week their gut feelings the closest score I think was like 34 to 14 like there was one dude that had it or not yeah there was one dude that had it like 40 to 40 to 20 another dude had like uh 39 to 6 I'm like good night guys well there's two things to consider. Tannehill's done, right? Yeah. And so their division is determined next week as well. Like, there's no reason for them to really win this week. And I'm not saying they're sitting, but I'm sure their attention is elsewhere as well. I mean, as much as you want it to be a normal week, like, I don't see how or why well, the Titans do win. Yeah, I mean. It doesn't help them. I I mean, if Frable's smart – he plays his receivers and his quarterback and his offensive line. Yeah. Because you got to get Malik Willis in a groove. Yeah. You do not play Derrick Henry. And I would play your defensive starters probably for a half just to keep him loose. That w- that's me. Because me and Mike talked about it. We, you know, whatever happens this week going against Washington, if it's locked up and Eagles have it, I go offense for a half. I go. Well, I'd say I say I'm sorry. Offense for three quarters, maybe maybe you know a drive in the third quarter. The cornerbacks and um, the cornerbacks and the safeties and stuff. <coughs> excuse me, they play almost three quarters. You don't play Demarcus Lawrence. You do not play Micah Parsons. Um, you know, I don't know. It's hard to keep him off the field. It's very hard to keep him off the field, but. You like you got to rest those dudes. You got to get them healthy well, for the playoffs. I hope they look better this week against a really bad offense. I know that's the problem. We don't got another offensive te- like a test Mm-mm. with them in Washington. We ain't got a test. We got mm-hmm. old Car- Carson Bentz. But uh, y'all have a great week watching football. Go Frogs. Go Cowboys. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Talk to you later. See ya.